Greetings, boys and ghouls. Welcome to Lovecraft Singles, the Crypt Creeper spinoff podcast for all things weird fiction, directly or indirectly, linked to a man who... Look, I'm not really even sure how he fits in here. Howard Phillips Lovecraft! I am joined, as always, by my favorite minimally supervised child on a bike, Mary Johnston. Hello! Yeah. These bike, do you get some good bike moments in on this episode? It, it, like it, it's almost like they knew that they are doing a, uh, a sort of kids with kids on bikes genre prestige a little bit. Yeah, it's a there's a there's a little bit of Stephen King's It flavor in this episode for sure. And let's just say it's only a little bit because they do a bunch of other stuff in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> for real, maybe that's why it feels a little Stephen Kingy to me in that. Um, and then you're like, man, this is kind of a clown car. We got all kinds of stuff going on. There's so there's all sorts of people in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not set in Maine, and there's not a bunch of Maine. heavy-handed like, there's not a bunch of heavy-handed criticism of religion. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not like some crazy pastor who's like in league with the little racist demon twins. Presumably, Misha Green does remember conceiving of this story, unlike Stephen King for a large portion of his career. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can follow her. You can follow her Twitter account where she like answers questions. About she, it looks like she's stuff. only just now started to do that. Yeah, I discovered it in the last week, so which 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 is nice. I think it's nice that she's like engaging with people, but at the same time I'm kind of like um this show is not that confusing. Um, I'm gearing up, spoiler alert, I'm gearing up to uh, cover uh, us for Space Bras, and uh-huh. I am reading... Th- this isn't this, mm-hmm. this isn't spoilers, this is just a secret plug. You're plugging your other show. Sorry. <laughs> um, you could be on it if you had ever watched us, which you haven't, even though I've given you no, that I recommendation haven't, haven't, multiple times, because, spoiler alert, it is my favorite thing Jordan Peele has ever done. Um... <laughs> A top five. Well, top five that would that would encompass most of the things he's done. No, okay, okay, go, 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 go. Including all of his individual sketches. Just saying. Anyway, back to us. Back to us. I love us. I think that us is a fair. I mean, like it's nuanced and detailed, which is true of I think Jordan Peele's work in general. <laughs> you're like you're like dope, nuanced, dope, detailed, same, super cool. Yeah, but it's not. You know how like. Everyone acts like us is like impenetrable plot wise. And it's quite a quite simple story. Like you might not pick up on all the symbolism and you might not pick up on all of the detail. In fact, you probably shouldn't. That would make you a crazy person who's like doing to us what people have done with The Shining and like counting bathroom tiles and stuff. I'm sure it's there. He's a very detailed filmmaker, but like you don't need that to understand what the story is trying to tell you. And I'm just reading like criticism or reviews of it to kind of like brush up, get ready to pod, you know, like you do. Mm -hmm. And so much of people just being like, I find this bewildering. And I just want to slap all of those people (laughs) like really hard. Um, Did you hear that internet? Anyone who has said they found it bewildering is being threatened with physical violence by my sister. Line up, form a line. Although, but please stay six feet away from me and wear a mask. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get a device to slap you with. I'm so sorry. Some sort of a spanking machine, nope, but for faces. Nope, nope. Don't want. Nope. Do not want that. I'm gonna get a very different crowd from the internet if we say that. 
Um, <laughs> nope. Um, but Did you not understand us? Do you want to be fed through a spanking machine <laughs> by my ah! sister? Um, but I think that us is by like us is by far like far and away scarier than Get Out. Get out. Mm-hmm. Um, Get out. Yeah. And this episode is by far and away the scariest thing we've seen this season of Lovecraft Country. So I have had a double helping of true, of true horrifying uh, Jordan Peele media, and I'm not sure I'll ever sleep again. I see. So, 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 are all the lights on in your house all the time now? Just blasting the lights. Yeah, gotta stay in the light. No, I don't think that would help. All I mean, like Topsy and Bobsy do not seem afraid of the light. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Did you are they named Topsy and Bobsy? That's what they're credited as. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> good. I sometimes call them the Topsy twins too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they are not actually like, twins. Just... Right, they're the, they're the two little girls at the beginning, right? Like they're the same actresses. Two little girls at the beginning. Oh the, the, yes, remember when? Yes, yes, yes. That when she's like the D throws at the... that throws rocks at and is like, "How dare you have like, merriment?" I'm... Yeah. Why are you happy on all days of this day? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. Fie upon you. I get it. Um, I think it's fine. Uh, but let's talk about genre pastiches. Um, I think that we should actually start with how Lovecraftian. How Lovecraftian was it? Um, I mean. I, I, not especially. Um, I will say this though. Finally, finally, the magic feels like it's kind of on point. Like the upsettingness of when uh, the police chief, whose name I will not and refuse to remember, um, like does the magic and everything. It feels kind of upsetting, and the like creepy maggots on the ground, and like rubbing the spit on her face, and then or he spit on her face, and then her forehead is like shiny for half the Ugh. episode. <laughs> Yeah, so no, but gross. you know what I mean. Like it feels, it feels bad. It also feels kind of, it feels like weird and ritualistic. I don't know. It feels. I, I don't know if it feels like especially Lovecrafty, but it feels like magic is upsetting and wrong, not just like superpowers. I thought that this was. I mean, like in in terms of this show, pretty Lovecraftian comparatively. I mean, I mean, in that it's like scary, and I mean, like you know, like if you well, wanna, it like, has totally a shoggoth in it. It has ritualistic yeah, I mean, right. magic. It has a bunch of shady characters standing on a dock. I, th- I mean, yeah, right. Yes, those those men are totally the guys who buy the cultists. I I have that in my notes for later. Yeah, but but and, and I mean, and maybe are the are Topsy and Bopsy. It feels weird calling them that. Are maybe the twins? Call them the Topsy like the twins. Hound. I also felt sort of yeah. weird about it, but it is what they're credited as. The twins are like the hounds of Tindalos, which are mentioned in Lovecraft and then fleshed out later by other writers. They're these like dog creatures that live in the corners of time whereas people live in the curves of time and if they see you they'll like chase after you and try to kill you and nothing will stop them and they can like come through walls and stuff that's cool it's it's i mean but like also this is that this then becomes something like you know well you know lovecraft wrote about something that was spooky (laughs) is this other spooky thing you know well that segues me into my thing so this reminded me this is a definitive pastiche and i will get like the the top the D and the Topsy twins story is a definitive pastiche, and we will get to it when mm-hmm. we get to that section. Or I can I can fill us in. Okay. What I thought about initially, so like what what genre is this? I mean, supernatural horror, but that's like such a broad, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. uninspiring <laughs> prestige television. Yeah, Mary, like, it's actually a prestige TV. This is show. a TV show. Did you know? <laughs> There's not an ad break, so you might be confused. Fiction. Yeah, it's fiction. Yeah, God. Um, <laughs> historical fiction, but no. Um, You're right. This reminded me of uh, Japanese horror movies more than anything else, mm-hmm. because it yeah. has this idea of a central character that is being 
consistently and persistently psychologically disturbed by the supernatural force. The supernatural force can be described as a ghost, poltergeist, or ghoul. I think these are ghouls more than anything else. Ghouls, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And most importantly, it has that element of the fear is bedrock is based in isolation and suspense. Like, it's a pursuit story. And the the scene, there's there's no scene that I think uh, typifies this more than the scene where Dee meets the twins. Yeah, which is, I think, easily, I, I think the scariest scene in the episode. Yes, I would agree. Um, you know, she's surrounded by people, but she feels completely alone in this crowd because she's the only one that can right. see these clearly threatening specters as they advance oh. on her. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking I about, like, too. Mary, during that scene, I had to tell you, every hair on my body was standing on end. Yeah. Oh, man. And I have such a, maybe this is coming out of the wrong part, but... I am very creeped out very specifically by things that are, like, unnatural and move wrong. Like the, uh, like in Sleepaway Camp, the mother doing that, like, weird stagey kind of, oh, you can't be a, couldn't be a little boy, has to, like, that that part just creeps the bejesus out of me. Or, um, what's that J-Lo movie? Is it The Cell, where she has to go in the mind of the serial killer? And you see those women, are they, like, out in a field or something? And stuff is, like, sped up and slowed down. And, like, it just creeps me out. And so when you see the twins and it's kind of like, it's almost, I feel like it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon sort of. Like, there's a crowd and then it's kind of like, ta-da, here we are. One of us is backwards. And then they're creepy and then they bend back. You know, um, yeah. I, of course, an easy example is um, Reagan and The Exorcist too. The whole like climbing up and down the stairs or climbing down the stairs like backwards. It's just that that just that is like my particular. Yeah. That is a particular button that gets hit very hard in this episode for me. I also think. I mean, I don't know this for <sighs> sure, but the two women that play the Topsy twins. Let me find their names really quickly. Um, Kayleen Harris and Bianca Bruton are both dancers. And so sure. when I watched the skipping backwards scene, which is when they're first introduced, you get this like very exaggerated skip, but it's backwards. Yeah. Like she's, mm-hmm. you know, so it looks really weird. I was like, yeah. I had I had read about it ahead of time. I knew it was going to happen. Sure. And when I saw it, I was like watching. I was like, this is really good. I mean, did they just did they just shoot her forward and then reverse mm-hmm. it? Right. Reverse it. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that this is all practical. Yeah. Um, sure. Which is, it's just, which yeah, is it's just really pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, really good choreography. Yeah. I mean, by, by which I don't just mean like the way people move, just like clearly they're kind of, uh, I mean, what is it? Kind of like a, it, they, they move like they're, I mean, not that I have tremendous experiences, but they move like they're characters in a minstrel show. Kind of, I feel or feel like yeah, that's, that's what's. That's true. That, that yeah. w- what is implied there. And, and, and. Uh, I mean, the choreographer. The choreographer is the is the secret, maybe open hero of this episode for that. Like whoever well, made and, that. And up, these it's two so dancers spooky. for being able to pull it off. Yeah, like yeah. it, it really sure. looks effortless. I mean, even yeah, even the spider walk scene in The Exorcist is a special effect. Like right, she's on wires. Yeah. yeah. They they sure, fake sure, they sure. speed it up they fake it they might do some of that here but I really don't think so I think that it's I don't think so either it, it's it's because it's it's because it's like creepy in a way that is um it's creepy in a way that doesn't require special effects not yeah. that you know it's it's pretty awesome yeah I agree I assumed so if you recall careful listeners of our last episode will remember that I kept being like this is gonna be a devil story and I was really excited about mm-hmm. that. 
and yeah. it was not a devil story. Yeah, it's not really a, yeah, it's not really a devil story. In the way I expected, but I do want to call it out as a genre here because I think the base themes I think identifying this as sort of like not so much a devil story but almost as like a faustian bargain story. Yeah. I think connect, make it make more sense to me why Christina and Ruby and Christina, Letty, and Tick's stories exist in the same episode as D. Because I think we have yeah. Ruby, Tick, and Letty all making deals with magic via Christina. Is she a white devil? Right. I yes. think so. Right. Yeah. No, I, th- I, th- yeah, I think that's definitely the case. And um, Right. Which, I mean, like, that's got to be double-edged. You can't make these deals. These deals, these pages, we must have these deals back. <laughs> right, um, right, yes. Like, there yes. has to be, like, a double-edged sword there. Just like our commander-in-chief is learning, sometimes you make deals that you can't, I, I, don't, I don't know, you get COVID when you don't have the, the yeah. deals. Well, and I think that right. these stories... Is- you make deals until you get COVID, and then you have to go to the hospital. <laughs> then you have to go sit down and have an ice cream at the birthday party. You can, you're not allowed to play musical chairs anymore. Um and I think these stories is uh, about dealing with demons. I think that that like they're ghouls, they're demons, they're these forces that are sent to torment her. Um, yeah. No. I yes. I, I feel like there's sort of two different stories that are ha- like I don't yeah. like because Dee's story I think explicitly is sort of about um, kind of a like uh, she 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 isn't innocent. That's that's part of the point. I mean, that, and that's I think also visually this takes reference from like with Stephen King the kids on bikes you know it yep. or also this is also kind of gave me the feeling not just because they're chasing her but it has this sort of it follows where there are it's sort of like there's this bad thing that that will happen to you and who even knows if it's your it's almost like it's a force like these 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 very specific horrific demons are also sort of a force of nature like it doesn't mm-hmm. it, like they want to get D but like she didn't do anything. She doesn't. Right. There's no. There's no reason for them to want to get her in particular. I. Or yeah. Right. They, they, like they want to get her because the magic man puts spit on her forehead. Yeah. Like you know. Like that's like the. That's the shark chum and they're fine or, or yeah. whatever. You know. Yeah. They're well, not. Well, they're they're beset upon her, which I think makes them sort of demonic yeah, yeah. in that way. That's also. Right, I mean, like right. you have stories about. Yes, there are Faustian bargain stories where like you make a deal. That's definitely what's going on. I think, with all right. the adults. But then D is just she's just like trying to like live her life, <laughs> and yeah. and these yes. things this un very unfair thing is happening to her, um, that yeah. is yeah be, that is grotesque and beyond the realm of understanding. Um, yeah. Should we talk about Emmett Till? Emmett Till uh, is a person and a situation that pro- pro- that certainly looms large in. The history of the civil rights movement and in in the American consciousness, but probably should be should be much bigger than it is. I think, and I, I think this episode, a little bit, you can tell they feel a little bit of, that, that, that I, I think when they're making it, they're like, "This is like Tulsa. We gotta we gotta blow this we gotta blow this up so people know." And I think that's probably probably fair. But right, Emmett Till was 14 years old. He was a kid. He was from Chicago. He went down to visit some family in Mississippi. He and you can tell that you you can te- when you read about it. You can tell there was like a big court case because there's all these different accounts of what what may or may not have happened. But in some way, he gave offense to a white woman in her family's grocery store. And a few days later, her husband and his half brother show up in the middle of the night, drag, drag, drag him, Emmett, out of the out of the family member's house. They beat him up. They shoot him. And then they uh, they they tie a uh, industrial fan piece around his neck. They throw him in the Tallahatchie River. And three days later, they find the body. 
And at the time, um, actually, perhaps maybe not as you would expect, this became this was a, this this blew up and became a huge deal. Well, do you know why it blew up and became a huge deal? It might not have. I mean, most, except for I mean, yeah, most yeah yeah because of Mamie Tillett, because a, a woman who is like only barely mentioned in this episode was kind of weird. Um, yeah, his, but yeah, his his mom who refused to or kind of refused to like have like a quiet burial in Mississippi where this might have been might might have been kind of like uh, submarined. Instead, had her son brought back. They had an open casket funeral. There were photographs taken. As one might imagine, someone who has been beaten, beat, beaten to death, and then shot, and then been underwater for three days. He looks terrible. He, it, yeah, yeah. It, it was a, it was a, a grotesque, uh, and, and and this became sort of the, um, a like this shows the ugly face of of white supremacy in the United States in 1955, I believe, when this happened. Anyway, there was a big murder trial. Um, that uh, uh, an all-white jury eventually acquits the, the the murderers, and then I think like less than a year later, they the murderers do a tell-all story with Look Magazine and basically like, yeah, we killed that guy. No, we don't feel bad about it. Um, and they were protected from double indemnity. You can't be tried for the same crime twice, um, which also uh, made a lot of people mad, which is uh, not good. But but the amount of uh, anger and disgust and the thought that things need to change that this catalyzed really kind of is seen as ushering in sort of this next big push in the civil rights movement. Yeah. Within um, within um, less than a year after this happened, the Montgomery bus boycott starts. Um, people like uh, um, Rosa Parks apparently attended uh, rallies and protests at which Martin Luther King spoke that were about Emmett Till. So this was this this was this was this was and is a huge deal. Um, and I think that's I think that I, I think that largely covers it. There's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of weirdness um, associated with this. I think because for a while there was suggestion that maybe other people were involved, and so then the FBI decided to investigate this as a cold case, which is kind of strange. Um, the woman that uh, from the store apparently later who testified, but her testimony was not heard by the jury for reasons um, at the time, testified that he that that she, he was she was grabbed and groped and, you know, that Emmett did inappropriate things to her. Um, she then later in life, like in her 70s, like like was, you know, in the it was 90s. three years ago. No, it's 2017. Yeah. Oh, it was 2017. Yeah. She she supposedly recanted, though. It was when the person who was interviewing her was changing the tape and then her family disputes it. So the, this seems. Yeah, it seems like we have we're creating all this ambiguity regardless. Right. Obviously, what happened was monstrous. And 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 and, and even the people in the even people in the racist society, not just the people um, uh, who were victimized by it, could see that this was very, very wrong. Yeah, there there's a couple details about the story that particularly bug me and make me think that make make me think of our current situation for example there are a lot of things that they said that they said went went down in that store grabbing wolf whistling none of them of course make murder like deserve murder or even like i would say a court case like probably no like that's just all so ridiculous and horrifying but one of the things they brought up was that potent like (laughs) what roy the husband says is that um, 
Emmett had, a, had his wallet a picture of his integrated classroom, and he was talking about the mm-hmm. fact that he had white friends and a white girlfriend back in Chicago. And, like, that mm-hmm. was enough sure. to incite something? Like, that's wild. <laughs> it's just yeah. a wild thing to say. And um, his his family who was visiting, Moses Wright, was like, no, like, Emmett, did, like, Emmett didn't have photos in his wallet. Like, that's just not a thing that could have happened. Mm-hmm. So the sure. fact that it also is probably a lie, and what a mm-hmm. what a sad, stupid lie! <laughs> like, oh yeah, like, but I mean, it, when you but like all the different accounts, right? Did he did he whistle at her outside the store? Was it inside the store? Did he maybe have a have a stutter and he used whistling as or like whistling was kind of a way for him to refocus his speech? You can tell this was just one of these things where people were just throwing everything right. at the wall. Did his hand Basically did his hand it, brush her while she was refilling the candy jars and he was going for a piece of bubble gum? Like it's all it's all but, just but, garbage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the calculus that was done in 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 the uh in Roy and his half brother's head was here is a person who deserves to die so that we can reassert uh the uh, apartheid, white supremacist, uh, you know, state of affairs here, and 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 we don't and 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 it it doesn't really matter why why him or mm-hmm. if it's a good if it's if it's if it's at all defensible because we will get away with this, and we need to keep we need we we need to do this to keep our boot on the neck of 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 black people or you know anybody who yeah. is not white and our racism has um, that particular uh poetry about it such that we're not we're not just going to weigh him down with anything we're going to weigh him down with a cotton gin fan <laughs> like yeah yeah right yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's pretty terrible they also apparently gouged out one of his eyes that really sticks <laughs> with me like that's a that's yeah. just a horrible i mean like everything they did to him was horrible but that's just like an yeah, right. especially horrible thing to do to a person and and I, it's all shot through with the sexual pathology too, right? Like the, yeah. the scariest thing would be what if a you know what if a like basically like, what if a black male person interacts with a white female person? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's yeah, uh, and, and then uh, of so, course yeah. the fact that the reason that the jury let the people out is they were like, "There's no way to know." The state did not provide right. us with enough information to prove that this is Emmett Till. Who cares? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. How much of this was just about them being like, this body's so banged up. Are we even sure it's him? Yeah. Which, you know, you're right. If they had the internet in the 50s, this would be full of, like, conspiracy theories that would be like, we, Emmett Till is actually in, in in the, you know, is actually in the Cayman Islands right now. And here, here's some pictures. And look, it's not, you know, like, Jesus which Christ. is Which is to say, <laughs> which is almost to say, like, we absolutely believe that these two men may have killed somebody, but we're just not sure if it's this somebody. Like yeah right yes what? yes yes like definitely yeah, like the most bureaucratic yeah, like definitely, <laughs> well if, I mean right definitely there is a there is a dead boy in a river like like who was yeah, who was right. mutilated and and beaten like there's no question of that so but now yeah, your question no, no. is whether or not like it's just it's such like a bureaucratic yeah, right. garbage thing. and it just reminds me so much of the of the cases we see now where it's like well, Technically, the president, like, yeah, yeah, right. Let me yes. put on my slightly yes. larger glasses to explain why it's okay for cops to murder people. Yeah, they, um, they, they did eventually exhume the body. This is again, so they happened in the two thousand. Maybe I can't remember if it was uh, how recently it was, but they did eventually exhume Emmett Till's body, and or the body presumed to be, and in fact, it was him. Uh, for what it's worth, who else 
else would it be? Again, also, right, also, yes, doesn't this also kind of hit at the a, a sort of strange pathology we have where we want to be like, also, yes, we checked and it is it is correct. That really, that, yes, absolutely, that happened. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the fact that we want to believe that we we could we aren't this bad, but like we definitely are. And I think actually, well, but 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 like, do they think that they would get off the like? Okay, so what if it what what if it was a different body of a different? Yeah. Oh, great. Then we just don't a, know a, about a different a different African American boy who was beaten and his eye was gouged out, and then he was shot, and then symbolically lynched with barbed wire and a and a cotton gin fan. Like, oh, okay, well, or or is this like something dumb where they're like, see owned. You know, look, you guys. We knew you, it. All, all yeah. this, all this thing that brought about that that, that uh, at least galvanized people in the direction of positive change. It's based on a lie. Lose. I mean, like, what? What? The, what seriously, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I guess if it were something where that proof could then trickle down to some sort of repra- reparations or, or justice for the surviving Till family, then yeah, fine. But like, yeah. who? I I don't think that that's uh, the case. Um, no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think that th- if it if it if it's any consolation, and it really isn't, um, the, the murderers um, did not find success and were sort of like like cast out of society as a re- as a result of the fallout from this. Um, uh, which, but but you know, also right, they were they were they they were poor ignorant hicks, that, and 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 in some sense, right, they deserve they deserve worse than what happened to them. Right. But also, they are just like j- just like the case when we have like racist police murder and everything. They are the foot soldiers, and somehow the the, the right. people behind the, the you know the 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 hands that are putting this system in motion somehow those people that we never see them, they never show up in a courtroom, yeah, the they op- never suffer anything. The oppression of of black people did not benefit um, the murderers in this case. Right, right. They they were they were. Again, like they were, I mean, they, they I, were they, already not to say that they were they were already disenfranchised. They just inherited all that that sweet racism, right, right, um, so right. that they could be little barking guard dogs for the people who actually yeah, do yeah. benefit from this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it makes it sound. I'm not suggesting like some sort of like specific like Illuminati style conspiracy, but right, they are the they they are the cat's paw. They are the foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. They're the the cannon fodder. Yeah. Here. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So okay. Right. So, like it's so not we like have, we brought down. It's not like we brought down the Weinstein's with by proving this. It's it. Right. They they, Th- they were what, nobody's yeah, anyway. This. Like yeah. Right. 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 And, and and then just like everything, just like everything in our society, I guess, I guess, I guess they were lone wolves who acted alone. Right. <laughs> you couple know, of like, bad apples. Oh, how how terrible. Right. Yes, couple right. of bad apples who then in a, a courtroom of their peers, a bunch of white men, looked at them mm-hmm. and said, "Nope, these guys seem fine, just fine to me." Right. These yep. bad apples yep. aren't that bad. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> because we can't um, so ever anyway, so, be so, sure. So, there are so many dead um, black children floating around in the river, river in in yeah. Money, Mississippi, that <laughs> we can't possibly be sure that this is the yeah. correct one. Uh, it makes you I mean, yeah. feel so sad and angry. Um. But I think that's uh, yeah, I, I think this is the perfect back I think this is the perfect historical moment to contextualize this episode. Because the strongest part of this episode by far is Dee's story. Not only because it's very mm-hmm. scary, but because it focuses on the horrors that black children and teenagers live with 
and mm-hmm. I can't speak to the experience of black adults trying to protect kids by sweeping those horrors under the rug as opposed to as opposed to facing them because I'm not a black child sure. nor am I a black adult. But I certainly know as a white adult that white adults all the time try to do that, try to make it seem like it's not the case and in pretty nefarious horrible ways. Um Yeah. So I well, and, and also and also perhaps more commonly in bland sanitized um perhaps um like like unintentionally harmful ways too yeah of course you know the 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 things things where it's kind of like well you know like there was the civil war and there was south there was racism and then we freed the slaves and nothing bad that you know and abraham lincoln fixed america yeah but You, you know that sort of that sort of way or but there are a few elements um that can be mixed in with horror that amplify it quite like gaslighting like, mm-hmm. sure. and I, I can't think of a better way of, of showing Dee's frustration and anger and uh, despair mm-hmm. at being gaslit than Emmett, Till, Emmett Till's murder. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. to, to, to stand and see, like, stare into the face of this, of this poor boy's body and have people tell you not re- you don't really need to worry or, like... It's going to be, or, or or even what they say, they act like it's a rite of passage, which, yeah. again, you know, um, not being, uh, not being subject to that sort of terror ever for for us, or but but also you know even at the time, even that itself can be a sort of way to um, uh, dismiss her concerns, right? Because in in essence, you're saying this is a terrible thing I've witnessed, and the adults around you are like, yeah, get used to it, Buttercup. You know, like yeah, or, this is just the or, way things yeah, are. You, you think you think this is terrible. Wait until like think about the stuff we've had to see. Um, yeah, which is not to say that 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 may not in fact be the case, but I think it is a it it, it is a a way to cope with this, which is not especially helpful for the child. Well, right, because she's saying she's saying this is murder. This is bad. Why do we let this happen? And instead of saying that's a good question, <laughs> let's talk about right. that. Why? What can we do to stop it? Instead, it's just like. It was always thus. Like, this mm-hmm. is just the way yeah. things sometimes, and it's just like, that's never comforting. Um, right, right. Or productive, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I also think this story uh, gives us some pretty interesting moments in Ruby and Christine's, Christina's relationship, and then a moment for Christina, which I really didn't care for at all. I was going to say, yeah, like, I feel like, I agree with all the things you've said. I do kind of feel like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of a wimp about this, or maybe I'm one of those people who's like, "How dare you use real suffering to?" Like, on the other hand, it does kind of feel like Emmett Till is just sort of used here. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It, I, it, do, it doesn't have to be like a very special episode of Lovecraft Country where they like sit us down and explain all of this to us. But at the same time, uh, it does just kind of seem like we're name checking this and then and then and then dipping out to tell a story that is tangentially related but not absolutely related i think what you're I don't know, what you're just, laying uh, your finger on is actually why i think a lot of the mythology stuff leaves me pretty cold in this i, I don't find it offensive necessarily yeah no no i i i, I but, yeah but I, like I, I would much prefer it if the cops were just racist they don't have to be magic like th- that's yeah, that yeah, dilutes yeah. it for me from what the actual issue is and i understand it's a story and like this is an important right, part right. of the story but like i, I don't mind I, 
I think that Emmett, Emmett Till is productive to contextualize and, and really bring stakes to like what we're seeing with mm-hmm. D. It would be easy for because because we have so many examples of people being like, well, you know, I mean, like maybe cops kill people, but like they don't really kill black people sure, any sure. more than white people. But like you can't yeah, yeah. you cannot hear the story of Emmett Till and be like and be like racism is not a problem. Like it, it yeah, is. Right. It's obviously is. Like it's so, mm-hmm. it's so extreme and so terrible. Or be like, well, black kids really don't need to worry any more than white kids. This would never have happened to a white kid. This is not. Right. This is not yeah. normal. Yeah. This is not good. This is not a fluke. This is something that happens because racism is real and that's horrifying, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and not just racism, but right, like, and, and I know you don't mean that. You mean like, we we mean like capital R race or like white supremacy society societally you know reinforced right right, right. institutional yes yeah. institutionalized yeah. racism yes like yeah, yeah. this is th- that is so real and it of course affects children it of course colors their world and and they want to fight against it and so i think that that's great the stuff mm-hmm. between ruby and uh christina it's it sort of it feels weirder here i the the moment the the best moment i think you have is when Ruby is kind of schooling Christina and being like, don't you care? Don't you care that this horrible yeah. thing is she tells you exactly what happened to Emmett, T- Emmett Till? Like, don't you care right. that these things happen? And Christina's like, I know you want me to care, but I don't. I just don't care. Yeah. And <laughs> more, more importantly, she asserts, neither do you, Ruby. Which, that part felt really sharp. Once again, I cannot speak to the idea that a rise and grind black woman living at this time like Ruby would could at any R- level right. not care the same way Christina doesn't, which I think is speaking of I am going to make my comfort and my ambition more important so that I emotionally distance myself from the rage and rest- and the desire for restorative justice for all. Like I'm going to prioritize myself over that. But I think it's incredibly provocative of them to meant to suggest that that might be the case here. Yeah. Yes. I, this is one of those things where uh, I'm watching. I'm like, are they making what are they making the point? I think they're making, um, I, again, I write all caveats apply to me as well. Um, uh, but this does make me think about, you know, right. You're a, you think of yourself as like a good, maybe a leftist or a liberal person. And you, you go to the protest and you wave your sign and maybe it's kind of scary because the cops are there and, oh my gosh, they have grenades and stuff. But you know, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of gas, maybe not. And then you go, then you safely go home to your, your uh, little liberal enclave in the city where your black lives matter sign in your front yard only alienates that one weird guy down the street whose uncle was a cop and um, and you feel like you really did something. You really changed it, and you're good, and you got it. Uh, and yeah. and I think so. You know, and that that you know, right? What you describe is what Ruby describes is 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 horrific violence and terror and horror and a terrorized captive population that makes you wonder if 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 some if you know. While while slavery may technically have ended, all of that hate and bad feeling probably has only become worse. Um, and uh, but and I, of course I think it, it indicts, uh, or, or Christina's response indicts um, I, all of us who are not who because I mean is there 
is there any human being who is appropriately outraged about that? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's I, almost. I think about, it's meant to skewer the middle class a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just like you know, you, or, or you people who who are willing to trade up to the middle class and and do so by falling in line. I mean, I think a yeah. lighter read of this, and I think that this is like potentially the most like. Um, at, at its base, it has to at least be this. Ruby is being tempted quite successfully because she seems to be succumbing. Yeah, she's. I, it seems like she's basically bought in. Yeah, to like you know, to safety and comfort. And when you, we watch the story play out, we see that Christina wants to ascend. She's not for a cause; it's for herself. She has, and she's promising right. yeah. the same to Ruby. If history is any indication, um, white ladies seeking power typically will step on black ladies to get there. So I'm not, I don't sure. have like high hopes. I'm not shipping this relationship. I'm very much team Luddy where I'm like, are you out of your damn mind? Like, get away from that person. Yeah. That person is dangerous. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you think about the white suffragettes who are happy to march with the black suffragettes side by side until they could strike a deal where it would let them vote, but not black women vote. Like, and then they just sure. left him in the dust. Like, they didn't care. Like, that, I think, yeah, is what's sure, going to sure, sure. happen here, for or, sure. Or, 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 and I think this is this is not a direct relation, but even Emmett Till's murder, which sort of speaks to the um, the, complicity, the complicity of um, white women in, in, a, in, in reinforcing and perpetuating white supremacy. You know, that... Uh, uh, just to say that mm-hmm. I think that um, frequently now, when we... Uh, uh, Within woke discourse, um, uh, uh, we we maybe sometimes let them off the hook a little bit, uh, and that that historically that is not not accurate. <laughs> well, I mean, you just think about you just think about the woman who, which actually, oh no, her name is Caroline. I was like, is her name Christina? Because that would be interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> you think about the woman who uh, is is very central to Emmett Till's murder, right? Uh-huh. Um, and. You think that it took her until three years ago to maybe right. to potentially to, to maybe recant, but nobody really knows. But no yeah. one could possibly yeah. know. I mean, like to live with that, <laughs> to sure. to know that you caused that that your actions caused and lies caused this to happen. That's that's brutal. I mean, I, yeah, oh, maybe, but then also. We know how people are, right? Like yeah. these people. Well, she doesn't. You just she doesn't justify it. Like she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't really I care. Mean, probably. Even if it's yeah. Even if it's. I mean, she doesn't deserve a moment's peace. Yeah. Because because of her complicity, complicit nature in 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 in, in the murder of of, a, of of Emmett Till, and I am not going to lose any sleep. I don't feel sorry for her. I don't think Mm-mm. that she needs to get anything off her chest. And I don't even be- I don't even really necessarily believe her. Um, you know, her her narrative lines up with maybe what I think is probably more likely the truth. But if she thinks that she can, you know, like like buy peace or security, which she does not deserve, by saying things that 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 a that a minimally more enlightened society wants to hear, I, I am not interested in playing ball with that at all. Right. Well, and also it's not like it's not like she has to risk prison. Like she was not she was not arrested. Right. She did not stand trial. She wasn't even allowed to really give witness testimony. Like, she's protected, which one could say, like, is silencing her narrative, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, I think we know in this story is ultimately protecting her. 
Like she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to say one thing or another. Just the rumor or the idea that a 14 year old black boy was, was inappropriate with her, (laughs) whatever that (laughs) means. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But but, but, anyway, but, but I do think, I mean like, okay, so let's, um, I, I, let's talk about the, I wrote in my notes, poly juice potion. <laughs> Let's talk about the transformative sex scene, which um, I think, in my opinion, I think the show wants us to see this as a as a very profound and 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 affecting scene. And I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure what I make of it, but I don't know that it is as profound as they want it to be. They want it. To, they want this to be seen as rebirth, maybe. Or, or that's what they kind of shout out. Though I, I, I think the way it's shot, and like especially when she, it, it's, it's cool visually. Oh, it when looks she awesome. takes the potion and her, and her eyes change color and her skin starts to change. But I feel like with, with the, with the sort of downbeat music and the way that it's filmed, this reminds me of all sorts of movies that you see where there are people who, sort of like, treat their negative emotions by intermingling sex and drugs. This is, I feel like the way this scene progresses in a shot is the same way that, like, they'll have sh- scenes where some people, like, shoot up and then they have sex. Or, like, like, it has that energy to it. And that's kind of what I think is going on. I think that Ruby is using this as an, as an escape, maybe as kind of an excuse, maybe depending on how you... And, I, again, I'm not really... This is a fictional character, but also I'm not really comfortable trying to quantify this, but... Is there internalized racism where she feels like she like being a white person in this big house is somehow more is like better or she doesn't fit in? I, I don't know. I don't know. But to me, this feels like this is her sort of treating her like medicating herself, abusing the potion to kind of just just take a vacation from the way that she's been feeling. Yeah. Perhaps understandably so. I had to I had to go back to my so. I can't I can't escape passing narratives when I see the polyjuice sure. potion. Like that's what it is. Yeah, of course. It has to yeah, be. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So um I, so I think that this is a little bit of a callback to that and there actually there's like some good stuff. So of course as we talked about at length in the passing body horror uh episode. Um the lure of passing to typically in a passing narrative is not only to get access, be able to go to college, get a better job, make more money, like those kind of things, like those tangible, like, I am black and I am barred from doing these things because of segregation. If I pretend to be white, I can leap the fence, as it were, right? But also there is a lot of um, interior stuff about, like, kind of a desire to feel power or feel the safety that being white gives you. Yeah. And if passing literature is any indication, and this this actually kind of gets in, I think, a lot of the um, more kind of after-school special elements of passing literature, but I, I do think that there, even though it sometimes can feel a little bit trite, I think that it is probably pretty true um, because nobody likes to pretend to be stuff that they aren't. That's, that's mm-hmm. That hollows you out. So prote- passing usually um, kind of guts a character eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, it shatters your identity. 
your sense of community sure. with your black friends and family completely erodes. You, it's, it's sort of like the bell you can't unring until you decide that you're not going to pass anymore, you know? Right. The, I guess and, you, you sort of, is it sort of like you, you lose right identity. You are not, yeah. you don't fit in anywhere. You don't know what you you're are. All anymore. alone. You're completely alienated yep. from everything. It's yeah, a, it's yeah. a story. It's a lie. You can't tell anybody about because who can you trust with it? You know, because this is really sure. like, it's very high stakes. Um, and the best example, and I, and I kind of, I finally made this connection. I think that um, what they're drawing with Ruby is um, there's a novel by James Weldon Johnson called Autobiography of an Ex-Colored Man, where you have this guy, he's unnamed for the entire story, and his he has this dream of, he's, he's a quite, he's a composer, he's really musically gifted. And he ha- is incredibly knowledgeable about classical and ragtime music. And his goal and his dream for his life is to create the new black American musical genre by combining mm-hmm. these two things. And he wants to do that um, because he feels very proud of being black. And he wants to bring glory and honor to black people. Mm-hmm. That's his goal. And sort of in the middle of him like re- composing and having this really prolific time of his life, he visits a small Georgia town where he witnesses a lynching and mm-hmm. he is shaken to his core and he gives up his dreams and decides he's going to pass for white for the rest of his life and kind of falls into a life of um, mediocrity, right? He doesn't really do mm-hmm. much with his life. And at the end of the book, he says, um, sometimes I open the little box, which I still keep my yellowing my fast yellowing manuscripts, the only tangible remnants of a vanished dream, of dead ambition, of sacrificed talent. I cannot repress the thought that after all, I have chosen the lesser part, that I have sold my birthright for a mess of pottage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to sound like uh, you watching a Tales from the Crypt episode and being like, is this a Western? <laughs> but I'm like, selling your birthright <laughs> for a mess of pottage, I mean, that's a deal with the devil, right? Like you decide that you're gonna or, tr- sell, or selling out for sure. Yeah, yeah. That you decide you're gonna sell your your birthright, your soul for some, for something mater- of material wealth of like material like the stuff of for, it for literally pottery. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I thought Ming Vaz. And so yeah. I thought about autobiography of Next Color Man, and I realized that this is sort of Ruby's story. What we're yeah, being told, yeah. where she wants to be a shop, you know, she wants to be a, a counter girl at Marshall Fields, <laughs> and she wants to she wants to have money, and she wants to feel that safety. And um, mm-hmm. I, I hope that she turns out better than the ex colored man. Um, mm-hmm. But the parts that really rung true to me is. He makes a big deal. He's like, I'm passing for white, but it's not like I'm recanting my blackness. I'm not becoming white. I'm not becoming black. I'm neutral. I don't care either way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure. I'm right in the middle. And I think that... I'm the moderate. I'm the undecided voter. <laughs> I am the neolib. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think... Uh, I th- neolibs know what they are. Yeah. And I think that's what Ruby's kind of stepping around. She's like, I don't really want to be white. I don't really want to work at Marshall Fields. But you know what? I, I also don't really want to be black. Not right now. Not after I've witnessed yeah, yeah, this yeah. lynching. Like, I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to yeah. do it because I have the ability and the power to not do it. Um, yes. And yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And the this story um, w- was quite provocative for its time because we're used to more... Um, passing narratives where it's like, and the most important thing is being true to yourself. And this story is sort of being like, the most important thing 
is being true to your people, is, like, not giving up on yourself because that is letting down your people. And it receives a lot of guff for that because, like, right? We Yeah, we're, yeah, that's, that's perhaps not a... Uh... Right. Not a narrative people are very interested in telling these days. Right. But I think in this, I think it relates very strongly through the story. And I would recommend the, the book. It's it's a very good read. And it's short. Sure. So you can oh. knock it out in a couple afternoons if you want. Just with with, uh, with the quarantine. You're just, just, you got just loads of time. Bin, just binge read it. Yeah. How can we, we talk about binging shows? Nobody, I mean, do we, I, you can't certainly. Uh, the Harry Potter stuff is binge read. But can you imagine, like, I binged it. I read the entire book. Yeah. Um, so the, I want to talk about the reenactment of the Emmett Till murder, not like at the very end, but, but at the end of this little piece, just cause I think we'll have, Yeah, I have one more, I have one more thing I, about this and then we can talk about it. Oh yeah. No, no. Cause I have something else I want to talk about too, but yeah. go ahead. So, okay. So I think that that, that long diatribe sort of helped me understand what's going on with the transformative sex scene. That's what I think it is more than anything else is Ruby kind of deciding she's going to live in this middle space so she can avoid messy feelings yeah. either way yeah, yeah. and that yeah, that okay, is ultimately yeah. going to bite her in the butt <laughs> um, mm-hmm. just as it does or or at least at least make her lesser than what she could be mm-hmm. um, but I also think that it is a neat way for them to have a queer relationship that's not that queer <laughs> so it's textual that Christina mm-hmm. loves or at least lusts after Ruby. I mean, at least kind of, yeah. Well, I don't really think that these two actresses have a lot of natural chemistry. I don't think that the actress who is Christina has a lot of chemistry with actually most people in this show. Um, Any Anyone. Anyone. Yeah. So it is, but it's especially weird with Ruby because you should feel it. I think we're supposed to feel it, and I just don't. Um, yeah, yeah. But we haven't really crossed over into a place where Ruby is becoming sexually interested in Christina rather than William, you know? Yeah. Like, I kind yes. of expected Christina to also transform during the scene, and she no, no, doesn't. I mean, I, yes, yes, like, it's... Uh, I, <laughs> sorry, Mom and Dad. No. Um, it, it's kind of... Like, like, at that moment when Ruby busts out of the skin, you kind of are expecting William also to bust out of the skin, and then you kind of have a... Well, Christina to bust or, or, out of or her William skin. Or Christina out of William's skin. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That, like, that like you'll, it'll kind of be like... Because it, sort of, it, at some level, it's sort of like, I have sex with you with your mask on. Then we have sex with both our masks on. Then we take our masks off. And we have sex. And we're still having sex. Yep. Like, and, and it's sort of... Right? But it's never like that. I mean, well, in some sense... Well, it hasn't happened the, yet. It might, but... That at this point, the William suit is the most messy and eldritch magical sex toy you can imagine. Yeah. And and I mean, and I don't know. I don't, I am not especially, I, come on, come on, you cowards. Yeah. Just acknowledge what's going on because I, I am not especially interested in this idea that like Christina is somehow more like loving and in touch and that like when she's William, she's kind of a different, pro- that, that, she's not that because, because, that, because seems, Hillary... that's a, that seems like a bunch of facile bullshit. Also, we know that Ruby isn't really a different person. Yeah, cause Hillary does when... not, is not a person. <laughs> like she's, right. she's a, she's a suit that Ruby puts on. So like William right, is right. Christina. Um, and, 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 ma- and maybe the thing to understand is that like Christina is just like a terrible girlfriend, you know, but like, actually I just think this, this is, I think maybe a, I don't know if it's a failure of direction or casting or it, just the storytelling. It's it's not great. This is actually kind of the other thing I also wanted to talk about in that 
Ruby and Christina interact like they only have conversations on camera, not like they live in the same house most of the time. Yeah, like uh, th- that was my biggest like, beef like, with the last episode where <laughs> suddenly you cut, it's a smash cut and it's like Christina being like, uh, yeah, these are my bodies in my basement that I make bl- blood potion out of. And Ruby's like, oh. <laughs> it's just like it's so No, but I mean or even or even or even the 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 long Emmett Till diatribe the uh, you know um it's kind of like Christina is fully dressed she has just gotten done having a formal phone call by a fainting couch and she rises and speaks to Ruby while both of them are standing up yeah, you know, like they kind of soliloquize at each other. Yeah, they're not even. It's not even like they're roommates. It's not even like apparently Ruby lives there with her. Like that's you know what I mean. Well, like, yeah, kind of. Except also she's the only person who's really responsible for D, but not really. Um, no, but that's Montrose. They put her in the hands of the of the child abusing alcoholic. Horrible. Um, but uh, we'll get there. But but just like uh, but just to say though that like that. <laughs> The other thing, there's something else, another note I wrote, and this comes back th- all throughout this episode. The characters in this show sound so dumb when they're explaining supernatural stuff to each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I think about, um, uh, as is coming up, but the brief scene, the, the brief and let's say pointless scene with G.A., where she's like, I'm a nine tailed fox, and when the man climaxes, my tails come out. And they kill him, and I absorb his memories. And sometimes I see the future. I hated that scene. Yes, for no, lots right, but, of reasons. But but, but, but but yeah, like unnecessary. But, like we, Wikipedia like, yeah. exists. We don't. You don't need to explain stuff to people. Like if you yeah. if you but, but, uh, if you wanted yes. to know what she was, and they tell you. Like she name checks right. no, it. No, in no, her this episode. is not a surprise. This is not a surprise to the audience. Um, uh, at all, or just any time you know. Well, there's the Book of Names, which is written in the language of Adam, which is a secret language, and uh, you, you know all this, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. And it's Hiram, Hi, that's an, Hiram Winthrop. That's and, another reason. That's another reason why this mythology thing stuff leaves me cold. But going back yeah, yeah. for a minute to to Christina and Ruby. Sure. Misha Green points out that whatever is going on between them doesn't really need a label, and I suppose I agree with that. But I do think there is a label for depicting a relationship between two characters in this way, and it is called queer baiting. And I would like to call it yeah. out. <laughs> like yeah. I oh, think sure. that's sure. what's yes. going on here, and I I don't I, really like it, especially since I mean the only thing I've liked about Montrose is Sammy, and by that I mean I like Sammy. So mm-hmm. they obviously don't have like issue showing a queer relationship. I don't know why this is so. Yeah, no. This, this is it, so it, like kitten, like like velvet gloved. I I don't like no, it. No, no, and, and it and it's baffling. It's baffling yeah. that it's portrayed this way. Um, almost like, and who does? Like almost like there's weird hangups. Like oh, I won't I won't do a scene like that. Like I don't know. It's just weird. It doesn't. And 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 certainly not all relationships need labels. And in fact, right, like the, the essence of being a grown up human is being comfortable with ambiguity, right, in the world. But when people are asking her what's going on, they're not asking her like, "Wait, but like, if you use a potion to turn into a, a man, does that are you still gay?" It, that that's not that that's a, that that's it's not that kind of stupid question. It you know, it it's what they're asking is these two characters who have no chemistry. Are we to believe that they are lovers? Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, it's, or, it's, it's or like, I think that what, I think it's being, what, it's being what, what is going on here because it's, what I see on the screen does not resemble a real human yeah. relationship. It's being of asked, any sort. It's being asked, I think, in a very polite way. But yeah, it's basically being like, I'm finding this confusing. Is that on purpose? 
Um, I mean, even like like, <laughs> kind of like I have roommates, none of whom I have sex with, and we have more chemistry than these two do. Yeah, I feel like I have most chemistry. Like, I have well, when I when I did shop in person, um, mm-hmm. pre-COVID times. Um, I feel like I had most had more chemistry with most checkout clerks than these two have. Um, but yeah, it's just it just seems like weird, like kind of like dancing and, around, and, and, like just this, just having these two like women have sex. Like it's not a right. big deal. Yes. Or or even just be like, or even make it clear that like one or the other one actually kind of loves. Yeah, the, or uh, or uh, even if it was like Christina's like, I am a lesbian and I would like I, like I'm in love with you and. And Ruby being like, no, I'm not interested in that because I am not a lesbian. And Christina being like, well, that's fine. I'll just wear William's suit when we have sex, and that's fine. <laughs> you and I want really clunky. Like, yeah, like, where we just compared, <laughs> compared, like, complained about how we want. I just feel like they're not they're not exploring. No, no, no. And, 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 like, let's be real. Let's be real. And we know that we know that Ruby has relationships with other people that feel real. And she has yeah. good sisterly moments with Letty. And there are some cute moments with her and Dee. And we also know that Christina Braithwaite does not interact like a human being with anyone. So I think it's pretty clear where the problem is. And whether that's by design or not is still kind of up in the air. But this, this, this is a problem in the show that is not getting better but is getting worse. Yeah, I would agree. Um... Also, and you can maybe be like, she's weird and magic, but then, like, why does she keep Ruby around? Like, she doesn't have to keep Ruby around. She doesn't have to have sex with Ruby. Well, it also kind of gets in the way of making her sympathetic or scary or anything in in between. Like, I'm just kind of, every time she comes on screen, I'm just like, oh, good. Oh, here we go. I actually <laughs> prefer it when she's William because I think that there is genuine chemistry between the actor who is William yeah. and Ruby. Yes. yes. So and, that's kind yeah. of, that kind of works again, for me. again. But I, I think I think I think we know what the problem. But like, <laughs> so uh, just too polite to be really mean about it. Yeah. Well, I, I did like I did like her in Fury Road, so I know. Right. And I, no, and no, I do no. think I, that all I, the yeah. other characters are really good, so I, I don't want to necessarily blame like the showrunner. I don't know. It's just yeah. it's just not quite working for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a problem here. I, I think that that's also, I, I fully. This was actually one of this was my my top, uh, hate craft. Um. But. Mm-hmm. I really did not like Christina trying out Emmett Till's pain. No, 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 no. That was a bunch of white bullshit. I mean, I mean, like you want to. I mean, like again, I am not presuming to tell uh, black showrunners or writers or anyone like what you know. I'm not like, oh no, how could you show? But it's this. This felt like at best shock value or like a, a extreme misunderstand. Like what is. What is Christina trying to do here? Well, I think it just needed... I needed... Context? <laughs> I don't need you to explain to me that you're making blood potions out of dead bodies in your basement. I don't need you to explain to me um, that you're a, you're inhabited by the demon of a nine-tailed fox and that it only the tails only come out at night when a man climaxes. I don't need those explanations. <laughs> I know. What a... What a <laughs> Yikes. What a... <laughs> Yeah, what an unnecessary detail. Yeah. Like, what if he doesn't? <laughs> so wait, so she's. I mean, I'm not saying she's pretty good, but like, good for those men. Nobody had any. Nobody had any. All all ninety nine or a hundred of them. No. Uh, no dysfunction. I suppose that is good. Um, but 
I I do need to understand when Christina says, no, I don't really care, and then pays some guys who, in a baffling moment, are like, have you done stuff like this before? What? Have, <laughs> have I? You, have you paid two toughs to murder you, you on paid, a dock? Have you paid two dudes to kill you before? No, a live person, and, and presumably we're not magic because we're not cops. Like, that scene actually might have been fixed if they were cops. Or at least that yeah. line would have been fixed if they were cops and they like knew the or, score. But like yeah, the fact that those guys, like the fact that those guys legitimately thought that they just murdered her is wild. Is yeah. wild. Yes. Well, and it just doesn't. I mean, like the the most interesting part of it is that even that she is protected from. So you could kind of make right. the assumption like it's like oh her like whiteness and her power keep her right. no matter from even feeling this fully from understanding this fully. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, she will never. She'll never really understand it. And it I, I get that point. That's really. That's kind of cool. That's a good. That's good commentary. But I don't understand why her character wants it. Is it because right. she loves Ruby it, secretly deep down? She loves Ruby. Yeah. Which, She's trying to be a good white girlfriend who doesn't understand the racial history of trauma. Oh, again, this, this again, didn't this feel like? I mean, this feels like a like like some sort of like subplot that would that would exist in um, uh, I don't know, like a more modern show. <laughs> yeah, I just I, to me it felt like almost a moment where I'm supposed to be tricked into thinking that Christina is anything except a white demon, and she's definitely a white demon. Like I know that yeah, in I'll, my soul. And actually, if she's and, not, and, 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 right? And, and how also, dare you know, they? Maybe, <laughs> and if I mean, I don't know. Like again, I'm just spitballing here, but like. I think there is power in doing something upsetting where you see a white person ritually reenact a what, a, the, the, a a tragic death of a black person that was previously described and and, and, and in, for for selfish ends. I think that's that idea is probably is pretty good and and horrifying. Played out beautifully in Get Out where we get to see yeah. Yeah, where we get yeah, to yeah. see bad things happen to white people that we never get to see happen to white people. And that that is that's like a plus plus. Great, great, great. I just right, don't think right. that we had. But, yeah, you, but, how right, are we you supposed I mean? to but, feel about it? Was I supposed to think that Christina is a is a monster for doing this? Was I supposed to be like, oh, more selfishness? Was I supposed to be? Oh, it's just some white bullshit. She's trying to. She'll never understand. I mean, that her is how I she'll never understand Ruby. A, that's how I is how I yeah. felt about it. But at the same time, like, I don't think I was being told to feel that. I think it's me being a grouch. I don't know. Right. And, and then she, like, laughs hysterically when she comes back up. Also, she does not stand under the water for nearly long enough. Also, what happened to the barbed wire? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, when that happened. Well, maybe it, like, fully. I don't know. I don't. That's gross. I'm not going to No, like, those it. murderers didn't even get into their cars by the time she's, like, hauling herself yeah, back those up guys, on the dock. Yeah, those guys are rethinking like, everything now. Because. No, I mean, like, for a second when I watched it, I don't think this is what they're trying. I was like, is she testing out her, like, immortality powers? But, she, but we know she doesn't have those yet. But you, I, I was. Yeah, she's protected. It was like, she has the same like brand that William had. So right, yeah. Presumably, right, it's and, like protection, but not, not infallible. Right, like, right. You're like Superman, but not quite. She doesn't yeah, seem yeah, surprised but, that she survived it too. So you think she knew that it was going to be okay? Yeah, or like, why would she do it otherwise? It's it's I again. I you know I if 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 she was know. doing this to like harvest magical energy from the grief. Or to somehow, I, I don't know, like, it, it can be something bad or, like, to... I think if they just telegraphed to us how we were supposed to feel about it, I could have a better sense of it. It's just you're, yeah. you're explaining to me the parts that I don't need explained to me and you are leaving there this ambiguity with this figure 
that I think you don't mean to, but I do feel it. And, and, and I think some of this kind of is part of the whole bad taste I had from using what is a what is a real event, and that mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just, it just made me feel. Yeah, like, I, that, like, this is by far the worst part of that. Although, yeah, at the same time, yeah. like kind of facing. Although they didn't gouge her eye out. I mean, they drew the line no. there, but sure. Which I, that would have been more expensive, I, more expensive to do. I'm relieved. I don't want to see anyone get their eyes gouged out. Um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, we'll know that she's just doing like like, like <laughs> the shitty white thing when she's like, "Hey, Ruby, guess what? I uh, I did I did the, the the things happened to me. So now actually, I think I probably have more lived experience with this than you do." It reminds me of when um, Tyra Banks pretended to be um, a person experiencing homelessness for like twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, it, but I'm just saying, like, when she tries to use this to, like, score points on Ruby, we'll know that she's just being, like, it's just, like, shitty interpersonal relationship uh, yeah. toxicity. Yeah, it's very black like me. Oh, now I understand. Right, yeah, oh, if only, yeah. Which is, which I know that people are like, well, how can you, like, pass in the turn not, like, black like me? And I'm like, well, I just do. Yep. I mean, yep. because, because masquerading <laughs> as a person who is um, s- systemically <laughs> oppressed is grosser than people trying to escape terrible situations um, and and dealing with the psychological fallout of it because it's a much more interesting story to read. <laughs> Whereas the other thing is just you being like, I'm the best white person that I can be. Um, <laughs> which, frankly, we have I enough I fully of. actualized. I went to the protest, and now I'm All at right, Whole Foods. Let's stop talking about stuff I don't like and start talking about stuff I do like, which oh, is yeah? Dee's okay. story. Yeah. So, so D is stalked by things that literally gave me nightmares. Yep. Um, none of the adults can help her, and for whatever reason, she gets the most screen time with Montrose. I think they're re- they're really trying hard to make us like Montrose, which we'll get into in a second. But I, I yeah, actually, I yes, I, I, we will. This is if ever there was a time to have like a little emergency crawl at the bottom for Montrose. Watch, there has been motion on that. I feel yeah, for sure. Um, but I, it cannot be expressed enough. The Topsy Twins are easily easily the scariest creature we've seen this all season um and definitely the only monster um in recent memory that i found myself actively telling myself not to think about as i'm trying to fall asleep like yeah like not like scariest thing easily the scariest thing in lovecraft country maybe the scariest thing i've seen all year yeah i mean i just watched us again and it really scares me so i'm like "Mm." oh oh, good yeah um yeah I have not had the pleasure. Lupita Nyong'o's performance is just like unbelievable, and this performance is unbelievable. So I've looked at does it does it have a bunch of people moving wrong? Because you know I'll just be like screaming at my house and waking up my children. It does, Daddy. Why are you Why are you yelling? Oh, I'm afraid of monsters. It does. It's not quite like this, but yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great. The um, the this I mean, performance I mean, is like unbelievable. It's so good, and you know it's so good because when you look at stills of them, which I did while I was reading articles uh, about these two actresses mm-hmm. and just like the characters in general and the inspiration behind sure. it and all that stuff, um, they're not really that scary. So like the makeup mm-hmm. is good for sure. I love the glowing eyeballs, but it is the physicality that makes this character, yeah. and that is yeah. the choreographer and the actors that pull it off. So bravo. Yeah. It- a thousand points even, <clears throat> to to Gryffindor for everybody. Yeah, and then and then even just I mean like the concept the 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 idea the ex, the idea and execution the idea is really good too. In that, I mean it sounds goofy to be like a girl is chased by monsters that no one can see, no one but her can see. 
you know, it's very basic. But 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 the way it's used here and the way it's deployed and the way the shots are set up and everything, it's yes. very good. So when I say this, you're t- if you don't already know this, I felt like this was like like my 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 uh, the the scales dropped from my eyes and I was like, oh yeah, that's what it is. Misha Green says mm-hmm. this episode is an homage and inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course it is. You've got the oh, long yeah, nails, okay. yeah. invisibility yeah. to adults, and you're ushered mm-hmm. in by jump roping white girls singing a, a, a yeah. little chipper song about these characters, of course, which are like very yeah. concrete yes. allusions to Freddy Krueger. Very concrete. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say yes, yes, yes. But I do think it goes beyond that. Um, so yeah, Green, I was going to say. It's, it, it's yeah. definitely beyond that. So Green goes on and says that she got this idea because um, Nightmare on Elm Street is a great way of describing to people what it's like to be a black girl in America, where you're just like endlessly running from the sins of your past, which have birthed these terrible, horrible ghouls. So in Dee's case, it's American history. It's minstrel shows and Uncle Tom's Cabin and the racist characters that they have birthed that mm-hmm. are pursuing her and that she can't shake. Sure. Um, this is something that, that this is kind of my own read. I think it's also supposed to be um, critiquing the adults. So like Elm Street is oh, definitely yeah. no. about the adults, like that they covered yeah. up their shame and their failures by like closing their eyes to it and pretending that Freddy doesn't exist, which is also sort of the story about it actually as well. Um, but, and, and- and even then, doesn't that get into the idea of, um, you know, Freddy Krueger is a ch- is is like the ghost of a child molester, and the way that we deal with that is just by almost pretending that it never happened. That right, and the parents find out, but they they don't they want to cover it up because they don't want the shame of admitting that they right, let right, this thing right. happen. So they burn him up right. in the school basement in a furnace, I believe. And now right. CR CR Korean War episode for talk on more talk on this the the, the <laughs> yeah. secret way we just you just jam all that down in the family yep. and everybody is fine and you never have to talk about it even if it makes you feel like your kid is a monster right or even if it even if you know that your kid is in in very real mortal peril and you just don't want to deal with it no no I I think you're totally right I think they're I mean <laughs> unless unless this is just the, the the writers room again accidentally just being genius. No, they the no, idea they that all yeah no that all of the grown ups, um, except maybe for Montrose sort of, um, uh, are really just too busy worrying about protecting the family. Like right, Atticus's whole deal is he wants to use magic to protect the family, but he just ignores the family and threats to the most vulnerable member of the family, and continues to lie and dissemble. Right, that she doesn't. Um, I guess they don't exactly know where Hippolyta is. But also, they're not telling D anything. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, she is left completely alone and unsupervised, and is menaced by by, I mean, by you know, of course, uh, the Topsy twins, but also by the police. Yeah. Um, well, and everybody's too busy with their with their bullshit. Yeah, everyone's to, like, too everyone's too self involved to really listen to D or pay attention to D. Like right. like, and you know this from the beginning because they're waiting, they're standing in the heat waiting to see. And 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 wish and wish the parent uh, provide some sense right. of comfort to this to the parents of not only you know it, within the the historical figure of Emmett Till but also like who we know was Dee's best friend. They're waiting yeah. with Dee yes. to go see the body of her best friend, and nobody is nobody is holding her hand. No one has their arm. Like I was like, how can you yeah, lose they're talking, her? They're talking about her like she's yeah she's not. How do you lose? And she isn't. Like how do you lose yeah. her? Like aren't you 
like, wouldn't you be in physical contact with her? Unless, like, of course, there's some weird stuff there. But, like, wouldn't you be in physical contact? Like, Atticus is her cousin. But, like, you know, like, like wouldn't yeah, wouldn't yeah. you want that? I want that. And right. I'm not related to her. I'm like, I'm like, Atticus, get in there. You're her cousin. You're, like, you're essentially right. her and, surrogate and her father. Mom, and, and her mom, for all you know, for... for for the best that you can understand, is probably dead. Like, they don't know that she's off having adventures no. with space angels. Well, and Letty is, says that. She's like, she is not coming back, which I kind of, I I can't... Right, she... I, she this, this episode makes me feel a little bit more com- conflicted about the last yes. episode, which had, like, no horror themes... So is yes. this is this more critique of the middle class where it's kind of like, yeah, go actualize yourself, ignore your kid, <laughs> or like, go do know. your self-actualization. I well, don't know if this is sharp and brave of them to do this, yeah. or if it's a bit of a slip, but uh, it, it, you cannot they're... watch this episode and watch, and not, and watch D face these horrors and not be like, Hippolyte, you are, you are, you are messing up. Like, you need to be And, and again, and again, right? Maybe there's nothing that she could have done, right? Dee is, is magically bound to not be able to explain what's going on. Like, I get it. I get it. But it feels real bad that her mom isn't there. Well, <laughs> and and honestly, like, I want I want it all for Hippolyta D and feminism. Like, I don't have a problem with a story where a mom goes and self-actualizes herself to be as big as she wants to be. And it's not a commentary on her choosing herself over her children because I don't think that that's like helpful for anybody, you know, like that's shaming and bad. And I don't want to feel bad about Hippolyta's adventures because she should be allowed to be as big as she wants to be. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think I know many, you know, mothers and parents in general who, who of course make trade-offs when you have kids because it's another responsibility in your life, but are still, are still amazing individuals and still like, prioritize themselves in a way that allows them to continue to like contribute to the world Mm -hmm. in meaningful ways like all of that stuff so i don't i want that to be the story here the fact that she's not here for d in this moment is pretty unforgivable and terrible um Mm -hmm. and i and now and so before i was like i was like well she's coming back it's gonna be fine and now i'm like really scared that i might not get it and that upsets me because that makes me feel bad about Hippolyta's journey when I didn't feel bad about it before. I thought it was totally great and she should do it. Right, you know? right. And, and, and narratively, right, if, if if it's supposed to be sinister or she's trapped, they could have kind of tipped their hand with that so we would well, know where this is going. Well, they should have tipped their hand with it because ah. it's it's a story of empowerment and I don't like that it, empowerment is... Right, right. Turns out that, yeah, empowerment yeah. means that... If, at the same time, okay, some, so like, what happens if... like, for... for yeah, uh, but, for bored housewives, because that's also not who Hippolyta is. Like it's, right, just, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, like this. She's trapped on the island of the Lotus Eaters. Or, but okay, but how would you? How are you going to feel if in the next two episodes she comes back and is like dressed like she's in um, Africa Mombata? You know, has like a, like a pharaoh headdress on or something. And is like, hey, surprise, mother effers, I'm with the space angels now, and like and like you know lights up the sheriff and fixes or the police chief whose name I will not remember. And fixes the curse, and is like, I have magic. I have space magic now. Woo! Yeah. I saved the day. How, how, how would you feel about that? No, I don't <laughs> like know. that. That all, you know what I mean? That also feels weird. Like, hooray, the cavalry. It's, it's because, and this is not. It's because in like the Lovecraftian world, there never is anything that's good <laughs> in the supernatural. And and by opening this window to the fact that there are like transcendent good beings, 
suddenly it's, I mean, it becomes kind of a thing where it's like, but like, where's God? Does God care? <laughs> Why is God letting this yeah. happen? You, you, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 I feel like I'm not going to like what happens no matter what happens. Yeah. Well, it's just, I, I'm, I'm holding out some hope, but I'm, before, before I was optimistic, now I'm nervous that I might not get what yeah, I want. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, and again, this is the thing where you're like, are they making the point they, that I think they're making? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't like that. This I, point feels, this feels like a bad point. Yeah. Why are you, why are you? I think that Hippolyta should be allowed to self-actualize and it not totally ruin her kid. Um, yeah, it, so I, uh, this, 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 I think there are some, and I, I would, I don't, I don't want Misha Green to come on our show and just school me, but this feels like. I mean, that would be such a coup for us, though. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) I mean. Misha Green epically owns fat white man. (laughs) Misha Green, you are welcome on our show anytime if you want to come on. (laughs) If you want to yell at my brother. Anytime. She can yell at me, too. No, no, but, but this, this show kind of feels, and. I don't know that this deserves like a whole bunch of attention, but I do kind of think that the the GR showing up also is treat. I mean, she's getting as you said, she's getting the full Madam Butterfly treatment, and it's weird that Atticus, who had profound, forgiving, humanizing love with this person, is basically like she treats her like she's just an embarrassing ex girlfriend, right? Like you got to get out of here, you know, you got to understand my old lady's knocked up, and it's this is gonna be real bad for me. So you got to get you got to get lost. I know I called you, but get get out of here. Yeah, you know? for real, for real. No, oh. no, right, right, okay, right. And, and it makes me think it's like the episodes didn't the people who wrote the episodes did, don't know what happened in the other episodes, <laughs> you know, right? Where like yeah, of course, if you didn't know any of that, it would totally it would make some form of sense, right? That if this woman that he had some sort of fling with in Korea suddenly shows up at your house in in in, in Chicago. You'd be like, you, you can't be here. You're not supposed to be here. You're blowing up my spot. Um, so I feel like these episodes don't like know what happened before. And I think we can get to this. But Montrose is like that, too, where in this he seems kind of lovable and like good. But we know all this terrible shit that he did. And like if Montrose was initially like this, you'd just kind of accept it. But it's it's it, well, the, 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 knew- the story and the characters aren't consistent within the within the, the 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 narrative that we're told. In addition, right, the only person who really takes notice of her is Montrose, right? And he tries to help her, but he has his own trauma, he has his own issues. Yeah. So he can't really help her the right way. And in fact, remember when she's beating up the Topsy twins with the pipe, yep. Montrose comes in and restrains her because he thinks that I don't know, like she's having like you know hallucinations or something right and so in a sense right her family ultimately fails her and in fact her family restrains her and drags her down and allows the demons she is trying to escape yep to take her well right because d has reached the point where she is no longer going to respect a system that hates her which is mm-hmm. the most admirable place to mm-hmm. get as a character arc like and she gets there very fast yet it feels true and good when she does it mm-hmm. um and I, I i even like the 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 kind of visualization of that where she's like you know she's dressed to she's dressed to like go to church right which makes sense mm-hmm. but she's sort of dressed in a way that is is supposed to be like respectful of 
the world around her, right? She's like she's wearing mm-hmm. like a, a little white dress and little little flat shoes and little bobby socks and like, you know, she looks she's yeah. dressed like a a good girl. And when she decides she doesn't want to do that anymore, she like puts on her hat and she puts on her sneakers and like it's just I mean it's it's yeah. it once again it's like a little bit it's a little bit schlocky, but I really liked it. I was like yes, D, go out. And then, like. She decides that she's that she, that no one is going to help her correctly, and that she literally yeah. needs to face and defeat these demons. Which, by the way, none of the adults in this show have even tried to do. Um, yes. And then she is hampered by a well-meaning adult who, this entire time, is so mixed up in his own self-loathing and and story that he can't understand that what D needs to do. And what Dee is trying to do is fix the system, not fix herself. He wants her to fix mm-hmm. herself. He wants her to calm down. He wants her to stop swinging around a pipe like a crazy person. But right. the system is crazy. She's swinging the pipe at a system that needs to be that needs to be bashed with a pipe. Like, <laughs> go for it. it. And the, it's sad. Dee's also right. Isn't Dee the only person who basically like like yells at the cops to their face too, or she's like you know yeah calls the cop uh calls calls the police the uh, the unnamed police chief who no one knows the name of <laughs> a pig and says that it stinks in his office like you know it's mouths of babes right yeah so do you think that quick sidebar do you think that he stinks is he rotting yeah yeah i think i wonder if is his tor- his torso is rotting or something like that this is again something where like i the show's got issues they don't they don't i don't think the writers watch the old episodes and the pacing feels real weird yeah like um, this, this feels like it should be like the fourth or fifth episode, and like this is what the mythology episodes should be like, where it's kind of like boom, boom, boom. There's stories. There's getting advancement. We're seeing things. We're learning things. Um, uh, the characters don't seem. It doesn't seem to make reference to any of the terrible things we've seen the characters do in the past. <laughs> yeah, you know, it feels like this should be early on, right? The Shoggoth. Remember that? No, I don't remember that because that was like 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 seven episodes. You know, like <laughs> I think you mentioned you're like this should have been episode four, and I agree. It should have been. Yeah, this should have been early on. Um, well, this also is... And also, yeah. I also... But, but, but... I also wonder ahead. if if you had reordered these episodes, just, just a small... Like, if you had just flipped last week's episode and this week's episode, I probably would feel totally different about it. I would think mm-hmm. the timeline was different. And that, I think, yeah. would make me feel better. Um, well, although we know, because Atticus kind of places us in that... Um, yeah, no, 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 but, but no, but but yes, they could, they could, they could swap some of the stuff around, and it would, yeah. it would very much change the way you feel about it, especially if, I mean, because in some sense, this show does do a thing where it will like show you a thing, and then have then show characters reacting to the thing and being surprised or scared or whatever, which is the opposite of the way that we should, or we, no, I mean, I'm not a, I don't make media for a living. I, I just think but, like, sometimes which it's, feels like the opposite way it should be, right? Like or it should, unnecessary, if, like the time when if, L- Letty if, was like, oh, there are dead people in my basement. <laughs> You're like, right, yeah, no, you didn't need no, that. No, no. But like in this episode, right? Like one of the horrific things, remember when uh, uh, there's the the part where DC's the, finds the Woody and then, you know, right, we get oh, some jump scares horrible. and stuff. Yeah. Right. But, you know, right. Like, like, how would we feel about this episode if we don't know what happened to Hippolyta either? Yeah, that would where be great. Where is she? You know what I mean? And then, it would still feel weird if we were like, oh, she's having, like, actually really positive, <laughs> good adventures somewhere. That would feel weird. But, right, like, yeah, it's, it's more horrific. But then you would understand, like, then this would give you a moment where you'd be like, where is Hippolyta? Doesn't she know that Emmett and or yeah, Bobo no is, is dead? Like, why is she right. not coming home? Like, all of the things right. that Dee says about her mother. Right, and in fact, this would this would kind of revisit the, early, the themes that are touched on earlier, and then like almost never revisit again. That like, yeah, of course, she's probably been murdered by the cops somewhere mm-hmm. because 
in the first two episodes, we established that, you know, yeah, that, 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 that that's just something that happens. Yeah. The you only know? the only nice thing I mean, like, I don't have a problem. I'm struggling with Hippolyta. I don't really have a problem with the other adults failing her so spectacularly in this, because I do think that there is that isolation of this type of horror is so central to it. And I think that what they're saying is that when these demons are so big and they're so scary and you're kind of gagged from even talking about them as D is done by white supremacy, you really, you really are alone on that train platform. Like you, you really don't have anyone to turn to. And that, and, and that is, that is the, that is the cruelest part of being a child. Like that is right. that's such a that's such a horrible part of childhood, which is that everyone wants what's best for you, but no one really wants to listen to you, and no one really. No, I was gonna say yeah, no, no. The idea, the, yeah. the, the, the scene where Letty is just sort of like, you know, right? If objectively, when when uh, and it's a great scene where D kind of runs into Letty, and Letty is kind of like, hey, what's are you okay? And she can't speak, but Letty is too busy kind of being worried about Atticus to like really engage with that. Is, it feels very true to be a child. Also, it's monstrous, right? Like, if you, if you ask somebody what's going on and they basically choke on their own tongue, you wouldn't be like, feels normal. Okay, you little scamp. Yeah. Yeah, and with the adv- and with the advancing topsy. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, which, which, so scary. Which, right, again, which is a great design because, especially because it's instantly recognizable from the motion and from... The, the way they are made to look such that even when they're out of focus, you know exactly yeah. what's going on. Yeah, well, like great, the, great. the broad minstrel show, like, features. Right, yes. Um, which, yes. Are, which are ghoulish, um, even yeah, in... Yeah, no, right. And, and, and I think it's... I mean, I am, I am not saying anything that, that, that is not immediately apparent. But, like, take showing how ugly and hateful and sinister all of that, all of that shit is. Right. Is, it's great. Like, so great that you're like, why... And maybe this is other places that I just haven't seen it. But, like... It's so it's it's so good that it um, that you see it you're like this is so obvious, um, right? You can't you kind of can't believe that there hasn't been like a very successful horror movie about like right. yeah, yeah. about like, like yeah, right. minstrel like white people in minstrel shows pretending to be black character characters and their demons or their ghouls like because it is or even or yeah or even just being like how is this not super creepy even yeah. But um, the I did I don't like know, also. But when you watch old cartoons, you're like, Jesus. Yes. Oh, you're yes. I watched a Mickey Mouse car in, in conjunction with research for this. I watched a Mickey Mouse cartoon from the 1930s, where Mickey and his friends put on uh, their own version of um, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh yikes! Which, which interestingly enough, so right, it was it was a very very popular novel, um, uh, perhaps the most popular novel of its day, and. Is in sort of a weird thing where I feel like the or where when you read about it, the novel was abolitionist, and you know, despite obvious issues with it, a- attempting to do good, but a lot of people read the novel, but even more people saw plays and musical adaptations of it. So it's like it's the thing where like yeah, a lot of people have read Harry Potter, but everybody's seen the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then people then just sort of drew the wrong message and were like, you know what? We like minstrel shows. You know what's funny? <laughs> All these stereotypical weird characters. Right, right, like, yeah. No. So it's, I mean, it's the, it, it as we alluded, as we kind of talked to the top, this is the thing where you, you're in college and then people want to do Chris Rock stand up bits to you. And you're like, dude, you, that's not, uh, you're not even paying attention. <laughs> like yeah. you don't, do you, you, you know, if you, 
if if you do at all what he was talking about, you would realize that you are you are a racist. You are the problem. Right. Um, yes, he is but, uh, he is making fun of you at best. Right. Like like yeah, at best. The um, I did like that at the begin uh, when she first is cursed. The is it cream of wheat? Yes. The, with the, the the eyes cut over. I kind of. This is not any critique. This is like the thing where it's like the spaghetti was so good, I want more of it. I would, I, I would have liked to see some more of the Topsy Twins. I think that it would be maybe exhausting. Maybe it's good to kind of break them up a little bit. But I did like the idea that the racism that, it, like the pervasive racism around her, is turned sinister. So I would have liked to see a few more things like the cream of wheat ad. I don't, I don't I know, would you know, have just watched, more. I would have watched a whole episode where it was just D swinging pipes at racist stereotypes brought to life. I would watch yeah, an right, entire right. episode about that. I would. I'm just saying the top the topsy twins have to be deployed appropriately because if it was an hour of that, it would either become exhausting and they wouldn't be scary it would anymore. Be, yeah, no, you'd have to kind of. But you know but what I mean. I would I watch want, a, I want, I would watch a d- demonic um, uh, Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben. Right. No. No. That's what I want. I want her to like go into the store yep. and she realize like she goes to the store and realizes that half the products are racist and also those pro- racist products are in some way scary. And, uh, you, you know, that sort of thing. Even if they yeah, just I did the treatment more. that they did with the cover of Uncle Tom's Cabin, which, by the way, I thought the Topsy should have been missing from the cover of that book. And then, like, <laughs> I, I might have. Montrose is just like, oh, weird. No, Montrose does the thing that happens at cartoons where he looks in his flask like, oh, geez, well, what have what I been have drinking? I been drinking? Is what I drank yeah. made me functionally blind? Um Actually, I realize when they do that, are they checking to see if they're drinking wood alcohol that's like making their eyesight go? Oh, maybe that's that's a so, weird old so dark thing. and horrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I would watch an entire episode just about like racist advertisements. Um, right. And yeah, and, and stereotypes in media in popular media, like pursuing mm-hmm. and bothering D, especially if she got to hit a mall with pipes. I would really love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the only the only thing I didn't like about D is where this is the thing where they don't it feels like they don't watch the old episodes. Her deal is drawing and comic books, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really see any of that. I know that she draws one, and I I feel like what's going to happen, right? Nobody's going to know what's going on with D, and she's and in then a they're coma gonna or whatever. Find these pictures, yeah. Well, they're going to find this picture, and then somebody's going to be like, "Topsy demons, we know about those." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, but I I don't know. I I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more through line with her character. I, but I, I just could stand to see more of her. I think the, um, she is well acted and is is a fun character. So yeah, she's instantly she's instantly um, she's very charismatic, and you really care about yeah. her. And you don't really need to know that much about her to to care about her and want her to be yeah, okay. Right. And it's not just that she's a kid. Yeah, not just because she's a kid, but yeah, it also yeah. is that she's a kid. I'm sure. Um, you know who I don't feel that way at all now. Yeah. Atticus. I don't oh, yeah. care about him. I feel like they're yes. almost going out of their way to make <laughs> him unlikable. And not that everyone has to be likable, but like he just treats all the women in his life like absolute dirt. Mm-hmm. Let's do a quick round robin of that. Sure. Um, Letty. <laughs> Letty. Letty, who was like awesome and spunky, and now he's sort of, she's sort of like wifed up with him. And has, in the language of the show, suddenly she is 40 years old and is definitely like, Atticus, you can't be having, you can't be going out and having adventures. You need to stay home and be safe. Yeah. This, you, got, this, you got responsibilities not, and a baby. I am not here which, for this Letty pregnancy 
Atticus is dragging her down, and I, it's very depressing to watch. Yeah, his 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 oppressive mediocrity is ruining her character. It is, and also, you know, he know like I, he, Letty still does not know that he knows she's pregnant, and he does know she's pregnant. He knows that right. actively, and he didn't tell her that he knows, even when he's like <laughs> flipping out. <laughs> And, like, yelling at her about stuff, and you just want to be like, dude, you're a dick. Like, what's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> hey, babe, I have a book that our son writes in the future. Want to see it? Well, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, it, that's, like, very We named him after like, George, who, by the way, do you think he might be my real father? <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, I think that that would be worth mentioning. She is carrying this child, and he knows. Well, like, talk to and, her about and it. And we know, and we know that Letty has, like, the grit, the sand to basically be, like, one of those, look, look, you can start telling me the truth and be involved with me and our child, or not. Yeah, or you I, can get out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what like, I, that's what I want her to do, because he's not treating her well, and I don't like watching it. And then. Yes. Also, like I'm fully with Letty in that he should have told her he should have told her about Gia, and and it is not fair. And I fully understand why she's so angry that she was basically left to sort it out. Yeah, and and even if he, but also the way he treats Gia is horrible too. Oh, beyond that, the worst. And and, and it. I don't. How am I? How do I want to say this? I think that the love we are given to understand that love he has with Gia is, is is special and good. Yeah. Right. And sometimes things don't work out. And that's okay. And and you know and this this could be someone who was very important to him, someone who maybe even still is very important to him. But that doesn't mean that. But now he's in know, love with Letty, and like that's right, she right. is. I mean, like obviously right. we are we are meant to believe as the audience that she is. She right. she is end game for him, and that's okay. But like, and again, unless unless you take like a really extreme version where like that episode is completely from GS perspective, and it has nothing to do with no. the way Atticus. Well, if that's it, you know, the case, then I like, think he's probably a worse war criminal, which I also yeah, yeah, hate. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes, yes. We, d- <laughs> yeah, and but yes, it, it. He he somehow manages to completely trivialize the love that he supposedly feels for both women in that scene. Yeah. Well, the way that he acts towards Gia is the coldest of cold blood. Like, right. it is so not and cool. It, and then I feel like the rest of the episode um, really, like, has these weird moments where it, like, kind of, like, makes it clear that he's proud of his military career. Like, when he's, like, facing on the cops yeah. and he has those visible dog tags. And then, like, right. yes, his yes. son is, like, which presumably he yeah. never knew his son if he's, like, going to be sacrificed. If he's about to be killed. Yeah, right. Right. But it talks but, about him. But, his, son, his father was a heroic Korean war veteran yeah. or something. I'm like, no, your, right. your dad was shooting random women in the head. Shooting nurses and doing war crimes. Yeah, right. And, again, this is something where if you reordered the episodes, this could be kind of cool. But instead, you're like, so is he just, like, wearing his uniform around for clout? I would, I mean, and again, maybe he did a bunch of heroic stuff that we didn't see. But we didn't see it, so we don't know that it's real. And it just kind of feels like he's cashing in on it. Like, Montrose is kind of right about it, right? That, like, yeah. he, he just kind of was like a sellout, and he didn't think about it. And now he wants to come home and, and, and be, a, be, a, be a soldier boy army man. But we know that he's a war criminal. And, and, and nobody... The narrative doesn't give us anything where we're supposed to, like, feel any particular way about that. Yeah. I just, We're supposed to just like him and think it's great, and of course he was a troop. So thank you for your service. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't care about Atticus at this point. 
<laughs> I don't. It's also it's also funny that by virtue, I think that the way they've set this up is we have a lot of even even when I don't especially like the stories that are being told with the characters, we have a lot of great strong uh, female characters. We have you know Ruby, Letty, Hippolyta, D, D, um, and then there's and 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 then there's sort of and then there's I guess Montrose, but Montrose is deeply flawed and unsympathetic. And there's Atticus. We only just started. S- we only just started considering liking Montrose like this episode, so right. I don't think we yeah, can count right. him. Yeah, right. But but you know, and so Atticus is the man in all of the stories. Like it's it, it like isn't that kind of weird that he comes and saves Hippolyta? Like we we know yeah. that they have a relationship, but it, well, he's she's his aunt. But like it is weird that it's him. But of course it has to be Atticus, right? And of course he also gets sucked in and goes to goes to the future and gets that book. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like we the there are so many good women. There's so many good female characters that it kind of dilutes them a little bit, and then we just get an extra serving of Atticus because he's the only because he's because he's the guy. Well, and he's also sort of the glue between a lot of them. The only one that he's not the glue, like I wish. Yeah, he's not really in Ruby's story because she has. I wish this story was just about Letty and Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> the two sisters and, and their weird and their weird bad significant other. Well, and they could be like side characters for sure, and you could have something where yeah. you you could still have uh, George and Hippolyta and D. They might need to be related to them. That might be their aunt and uncle, or maybe like maybe like you know yeah sure like Ruby, Le- Letty work Letty works for Hippolyta or something. yeah like yeah, like yeah. Uh, Letty takes pictures for the guide or something like that yeah, 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 yeah. that would have been fine like you could make it work but like I just. <sighs> I'm just but I mean, yeah, but so like, over. By virtue of being the bland main character, and, and again, again, uh, we're going to talk about the Subatros too. It's it's like they don't pay attention to what they showed us before. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> you know, real. Like, I'm just real over the Freeman men, um, except yeah. for George King of Men, but he's right. he's dead. So uh, he's dead. That's that's why it's okay. So what do you think? I I think he is never coming back. Right? Like the sun, <sighs> he's dead. He's dead. He's rotting in the ground. If we we were ju- we were blinded by our own desires. Probably no, definitely. I like what I wanted to happen is I don't think it's gonna happen. I can't decide if he's gonna come back with Hippolyta. That could, oh yeah, maybe that could happen. And, and if like so, full Pluto Nash regalia. And, yeah. yeah, and if that happens, I think it would happen. Bubble helmet and cape. I think it would happen at the very very end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> they touch down in a in a flying sauce and they're like D, jump on, and she's like okay, and then that's the I mean, to be honest with you, that'd be okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. I would be fine with that. They have like a space dog. They have a dog in a spacesuit mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> Meet the Freemans. His girl His D. Boy, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really nervous that he's that Shoggoth and that I will not like. Oh, you, you think George is the Shoggoth? No, I don't really think that he's the Shoggoth, but I'm worried. But that again, he's again, be the Shoggoth. It's because they told us too much, right? We know that they brought George's body back. We know that they had a funeral and they buried George, right? If they did, we didn't know that. That would be something like, yeah, George turned out that Shoggoth. It makes sense. It would make sense, right? It's friends with Atticus because it's his uncle. And we know that Shoggoths are made out of people, but also born from cows. So, so, they, so also, who knows? Yeah, um, they, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, it's real screwed up. It, I don't know. Again, it's... Oh, yeah, born from some, cows. I forgot about that detail. There's some structural... It's... Yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's not, not great. I know. I think the next two episodes are going to be tough because they're all going to be mythology, and I don't, I don't care as much about that. I like. I also like. Have you noticed on the with the pre, with the like uh, previous things? They've started to do like 
two episodes left. Oh, yeah. Three episodes left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Which, the swan song, guys. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's fine that they can say how many episodes are coming up, I guess. But I don't know. It just kind of feels like, is that like there's only th- like, you're never going to believe how we're going to tie all this up. I kind of, or I'm like, stick, yeah. St- stick with us. There's only three more to watch. I don't know. It feels. It, you only have two more it, chances to watch that, um, right. that mansion burn down with the worst looking fire, which is really offensive considering how good the um, special effects in this episode are. Yeah. No. Yes. And uh, and again, we 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 got we got too many hanging threads, right? We, I mean, the, I don't know the, how they're that, gonna. That ancestor hasn't come back. Yep. Yeah. I don't. I really. Don't, I really don't know how they're gonna tie it all up. But but we shall see. But you know but what? Yes, Maybe. Yes. Att- but, Atticus. Atticus. Do not like. Yeah. Don't care what happens to him. Um. Montrose watch. Is he sympathetic so, yet? I would say yes, but in a very unearned way. Yeah, no, I think I think Montrose, Montrose seems great. It's really weird that the last time we saw Atticus and Montrose together, uh, Atticus called Montrose a slur and decided that his father didn't love him because he was beating him out of self-hatred rather than thinking that beating Atticus would make Atticus into more of a man. And, Which, but that suddenly part is fair. The slur feels not fair. No, 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 for sure. The, these, these are all developments that can happen in a story like this and, and are fine, right? But their story, but, but it's a story that shows that that Montrose is like is, is a deeply broken, self-hating, substance abusing person who is probably you know not worth the time. You know, who need, needs to work on himself before he he needs to decide that he is worthy of love yeah. before he, he, he can't, before other people can start repairing the relationship. He needs to love himself with before he loves anybody else. Right. RuPaul. Yeah. So yeah. so and that's a story and we fine. But in this right, he's like. <laughs> like like BSing around with Atticus while people are fainting in the heat as if they're at like a like a distant relative's wedding. Like it's just kind of like oh, Montrose, hilarious. You know, like like bringing uh, people little cones of water. Um, yeah, you know what I mean though. His, like he, he well, that we that we've they've never we never see him made amends. We know that. I mean, like yeah. based on what the last thing we saw, Atticus basically just has cut his father out from his life. Nope, nope not at all. I mean, the scene, the scene where they're sitting on that stoop, and I think it's even better than or the or the curb. I think it's even better now yeah. that we've actually like seen our cities that desolate, so it like yeah. feels really yeah. real. Um, like I, that was a beautiful scene, and his story is, of course, feels very real no. and is very sad, yeah. and you empathize with him. But you know what? It doesn't make him. It doesn't automatically make him the ultimate family man, and so right and. and- yeah. So that's weird, and the fact that he's put in charge of Dee, I'm like, maybe, you know what, Dee just probably lost both her parents. Don't you think someone should be with her that's a little bit more stable than um, a, an alcoholic man who used to beat his kid? Ugh. Who we know, who, who who murdered someone in cold blood, and uh, and all of the major characters know that? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think Ruby course, knows that. Of course, that. Atticus also, I mean, yeah, the only person who, who, I mean, the only two people who aren't murderers are Ruby and, uh, and Letty. And uh, Letty's the only one who hasn't sexually violated someone with a shoe. So mm. I guess Letty's the only safe adult in my estimation. Um, yeah. But, 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 but no, but here's the thing, right? Because this is the way George, uh, George, sorry, this is the way Montrose should have been written from the beginning. Where he's like, he screwed up and like, maybe he beat up on Atticus, but like, in that way that we seem to be okay with, where we're like, well, it was like the 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 30s or whatever, you know, in the past. Well, and also, old, also we're like, your old oh, man his... always was like taking a strap to you or well, whatever. And also, like, I think we can get over it because we understand that his dad used to beat him, and uh, we have this whole thing right, right, right. where we're like, but we don't, oh. but we don't have right, right, and yeah. but but and this is terrible. 
because obviously abuse is terrible. But you you pass it off as if it's just kind of a narrative beat. Yep. You don't build a story around that and then be like, no, but it's fine. It's fine. He, he, he they, well, everybody got over it. It's I think fine. I think if you recall last episode, I made a prediction that he's gonna he's gonna take he's gonna take the bullet for the family. Take the bullet for yeah, and that's might. what we're yeah. getting set up for. I think. But I'm just saying that this is like mantra should have been the whole time. Yes, right. No, because, or this should have been. This should have been like two episodes after they rescued him. Right. Or, or, or yeah. But I mean, like, this is the way he should have been the whole time, where he's like kind of hilarious. He says funny things. I love it. Was like magic so much more jazz, and his motivations make sense. And he feels like not exactly like a Count of Monte Cristo character, but he's like a character who is like. But he should in feel his own. He should in feel his like own the Count way of Monte fighting, yeah. trying to fight injustice. But constrained, and he has to he has to lay low. But he's frustrated because his ambition is to right, you know, is to wreak revenge on the people who have wronged him. But by virtue of the system he lives in, he is rendered too small to really do that. Yeah. And his closet, and, and, and I mean, I don't, I, I I really don't care about the whole like. It's so funny that um, I, in a bad way that Atticus basically is like, so you were gay? Did you cheat on mom? And and Mantra's is like, not even once. Like as if that as if that somehow is the yeah. You almost want him to be like the be all in it. The, like you almost want him to be like, I don't think you understand. Like. That's not right. what our marriage, and he does kind of say this, but it, you right, didn't no, need, and it's, and, he should have been like, all of, our marriage was about, was about creating family for each other. Although the whole, no, no. And that whole and story. God also, damn it, where, where was this yeah. episodes ago? Because this is, this is good stuff. And he basically tell, I mean, he tells Atticus he loves him and that he loves kids. And then it makes sense why he's the one who, um, who pays attention to D yeah. because he is, because even though he is flawed, he values family and children. And that is the thing he values even if he is a fallible person, he, he his heart is in the right place. And that's why he can tell that it it, it I think it fits together kind of beautifully. Um, yeah, it just feels like a little bit too little. Too but, late. but like, but like, why did why did we spend so long making him the most miserable bastard? Yeah. You know, again, it's like it's again, it's like they wrote the episodes out of order or we're just like, hey, I have no I have no knowledge of what has come before. Here we go. Yeah. Or like or like some script pages got dropped and they were like, Meh, it's fine. Because, I mean, like, right, like, I, I I don't, and also, right, as a viewer, you want Montrose and Atticus to be buddies. I mean, you, <laughs> you desperately, know? you desperately want to like both of them, or at least understand yeah. both of them, and I think that that's the problem. For a really long time, I did not understand Montrose, so I didn't really, I couldn't really connect with him, even if I thought he was detestable. Like, I, even at his right. worst, I didn't really hate Montrose, I was just kind of like, why? Why are we doing this? Um, yeah. yes. Atticus yeah. is being such a jag to everyone that I'm starting to hate him. But that's also kind of my feeling with him. I'm like, why? Why him? I don't. Okay. Like this. We do get a little bit more movie alcoholism here, too, where like they re- they, they like make amends by Atticus also engaging in the self-destructive behavior that his father does by like getting a pull off his flask, which feels bad. <laughs> feels bad oh yeah i didn't i didn't clock that but you're right <laughs> you know what i mean like because right you know alcoholism is familial alcoholism is very directly li- very much linked with domestic abuse and yeah. uh familial problem i you know it's fine again it's it's it, it's because it's because like we don't we're not really engaging with that like it's a real problem it's it's just like a character trait right it's a beat so we have done a lot of talking what did you love craft about this episode what I Lovecraft was basically any moments with with D, 
Um, and I, I, I was trying to be clever, although, of course, this is obvious. I was like, the choreography. Yeah. I Lovecrafted that, even though it made me have bad dreams. Yeah. Standing ovation to uh, Kaylin Harris yeah. and Bianca Bruton. You brought it as yes. Topsy and Bobsy, the Topsy twins. Right. And, 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 maybe. Uh, maybe do I kind of Lovecraft the new way that we are seeing mantras? But I don't Lovecraft that it, uh, that it seems completely unearned. But I'm like, yeah, this is the way it was supposed to be, you guys. You, you, you can be like you the X-Color man. You can be neutral craft towards it. Yeah, I'm neutral craft towards it. But I like it. But also I'm like, yeah, you, what? it should have been this way for the beginning. What what, what, what were we doing? Right? And I'm, then, I'm that's how great it would be if cute, cute, if cute, sweet boy mantras, you could meet Sammy and... It would be, you know, that would be good, right? Then, then you could, then you, then it would feel cute and wholesome, um, rather than you know abusive and horrible. Yeah, well, and also he'd have to like chill out on the grits, um, yeah, because that was just so out of line. Right. Um, right. Yes, I loved. I love. I love crafted the idea, even though we only get we we only get, even though we were gifted by Topsy and Bobsy. Um, and and I truly do mean gifted, amazing, amazing performance and amazing characters. Uh-huh. Um, so bravo, standing ovation to everybody. Good job. Um, I love the idea of children fighting fighting the sins of their fathers by literally fighting racist racist stereotypes. I think that's an amazing yeah. idea. Yeah. I love it. I wish there was more of it. Beat, I beat racism with a pipe. Yeah. I loved that, and I, I liked that. I, Dee was such a breath of fresh in this, in that she actually wants to face the monsters, and it makes her. Mm-hmm. It makes you kind of realize that a lot of the adults um, are kind of just like running around, and you're like, oh my god, you guys, like, do something, <laughs> like, get it together. And indeed, and I mean, and indeed, right? The um, the speech from a, uh, that plays over her deciding to face the demons. That that uh, was she eleven years old or something? Talking about talking about gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, speaking of the murder, um, you know, you know, and or um, the way that we, we seem to have this idea of the Zoomers will save us or um, that Scandinavian teenager who is speaking out about climate change. Right. But that, of course, of course, the world is complicated and messy. But sometimes sometimes a, a children ha- or children or young people have moral clarity that we have sort of washed away and we are so we can be so complicated, so mixed up in making excuses or justifying ourselves or seeing ambiguities that we we can sometimes miss the forest for the trees and i i think that's that's important so so not only is it like you know fun to see in a story i think it i think it tells us something about real life yeah no i love that when uh naomi wilder's uh march for our Mm -hmm. lives speech started playing i i i got like my my i suddenly got quite a bit of smoke in my eyes i was I was tearing up. Like it was quite, it's quite moving and effective, especially because at that moment, um, D is just like preparing to plow into Topsy or Bobsy with her bike. Like, like yeah. it's it's action D. Like it's time to go. Like it's awesome. Actually, yes, actually, and in that moment, did you kind of think that like so, the way sometimes these sorts of stories work, that somehow by confronting them, they would be robbed of their power? That like she would like crush it, crush. Topsy or Bobsy with the bike, and it would, you know, be gone. You have no power here. I almost wondered if we were going to get a little moment of magical realism there, where like the bike took off. Because whenever you see a kid on a oh, bike, yeah. I think about ET. <laughs> um, where like yeah. for a moment the bike becomes airborne. I'm glad they didn't do it. I think that would have been too much. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Where like 
were like, be gone. You have no power here. Yeah. Um, yeah, or sort of a thing, you know, kind of one of those like the the demons are the demons actually represent fear. Right? Once you once you confront them, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, what did you hate craft? So what I hate craft actually is what keeps I keep talking about the lack of follow through from the previous episodes, and I don't even though I like I mean I like to watch shows and analyze them and everything. I don't like where I keep feeling like there's structurally things that need to change or or uh, uneven characterization. It it, it it's been bugging me for a while in the show, but it really bugs me a lot in this. I think mostly because this episode is actually pretty solid. Um, but but it, it 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 in being so, it highlights I think shortcomings that have preceded it, and uh, I I don't I don't like that. Yeah, I hate craft that this is probably going to be the last episode that is not pretty heavily mythology based. <laughs> that is just a bunch of people yelling about the book of names and. Uh, yeah, and I just don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just that 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 makes me feel kind of gloomy about mm-hmm. uh, about the sure. possibility of ending it of it ending. There is enough keep that's like interesting, and I I care about the characters enough that I want to keep going. Of course. No, I know what you mean. This the I think we agree. This this the show is the strongest uh, when it is basically treating its the the vignettes like they're a little little like it's an anthology series. I mean, um, it's unsurprising considering we do a Tales from the Crypt episode, Crypt podcast, and this is the spinoff of it. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, like, I honestly and would be happy with it just being like Tales from the Crypt, except um, we're exploring issues of racism exclusively. Sure. And everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and sure. I, I also I do like that we kind of get to dig into other characters, but honestly, they're so good at um, mostly because I think, you know, these people deserve to. Get get fat, nice uh, season regular paychecks. Um, sure, but even if you just did it like a like a um, repertory theater group, you just did different characters with the same actors over and over again. I wouldn't care. I would think that'd be fun too. So next episode, we're gonna see uh, the fallout from Topsy, uh, one of the Topsy twins, uh, inflicting a wound on D, and we're gonna get a lot of scenes of Christina being like. I can help, but there's a price for it because I'm the white devil. Um, no, but but no, no, no. That, that that's way too much emotion in your version. Yeah. And so she just kind of look like she kind of look like she's uh, a little bit mad that you're like bothering her. Anyway, thank you for listening to Lovecraft Singles. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or however you regularly get your podcasts. We are there. And while you're listening, it'd be also super cool if you would subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can also find us on our website, outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt-creepers, which is the show that this show is a spinoff of, um, to find our old episodes. And maybe check out our Tales from the Crypt podcast, too, where we talk about the same kind of stuff, only generally the material is not as rich. Yeah. But till next time. Bye. Bye. Just...